Welcome back to yet another episode of the Kitabi Karwan podcast. Today I have someone with me who is a clash of two of my favorite worlds, Bollywood and books. I have with me Anupama Chopra, the editor and founder of Film Companion, a renowned film critic and someone who's been doing this for almost 30 years and slightly over, I guess. Anupama is an industry leading critic whose work has been appreciated by everyone who reads her or watches her on television with deep insight into how the industry works anupama's new book a place in my heart is an interesting one because it captures 51 unique stories if i may from ranging from films to actors to actresses and producers and just the ways in which she fell in love with this industry without giving much away let's jump right to the interview Welcome Anupama to Kitabi Karwan. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, and uh, it's it's sort of a dream come true because I'm a huge Bollywood buff and a bibliophile. So this is just two of my worlds colliding perfectly in in that manner whatsoever. So uh, without wasting any time, let me just jump to the first question right away. Um, so this is something that holds true for most authors, and I think in your case it goes beyond just being authors because you're a public personality yourself with your work involving journalism. I think today most authors and writers have a more public persona than anything else because of social media and how things are right yeah. but due to various reasons whether it's privacy or just how your guarded your personality is people keep a certain side of them hidden away and rightly so as they are very well within their rights to do so but uh, would you just like to share a part of you which probably we might not know about you just by googling you or by reading the blurb at the back of your book something some i don't know maybe something related to your side of writing or maybe so anything anything about you that you think would uh, help our listeners know you a bit better Oh wow that's that's a good one but i'm trying to think so that what they don't know and i feel like in the age of social media uh, there isn't because i'm i i i'm a fairly transparent person you know uh, of course not my whole life isn't on social media uh, but you know i don't know if there's any interesting fact uh, that because it's so funny that i've even Uh, referred so often to my food i have several food intolerances and i i have to be gluten free i have to be dairy free and the other day i posted a picture where i said i was drinking hot chocolate and somebody even commented about oh uh, i thought you were vegan and are you having is this your cheat day and i was like <laughs> wow people are even <laughs> I thought that's so funny. Like, why does anybody care if I'm having a cheat day or if I'm having a little meal? It was just hilarious. But um, I'm trying to think. So, so uh, uh, maybe just that I'm uh, uh, I'm a really early riser. Uh, so I'm up every morning at five thirty, and that's where I get my best work done. Um, and I'm one of those really, uh, really boring people who is basically. in bed at 10 uh, you know if 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 it gets to like 10 15 10:30 then i'm starting to not make sense i'm starting to get really cranky so it yeah. is very very funny um, i i i need to be kind of winding down from life uh, and into bed at about 10 10:15 max wait so i'm curious you've never done that no se 12 wala show oh uh, you know i i try when i have to i will um but i try and avoid it honestly sadar because uh, i especially for reviewing because mm-hmm. i just feel like i'm not my best 
at my right. best self. And if I have to do that, then I try and make take a nap in the afternoon. Because you know, when you wake up at five thirty, uh, you aren't really making a lot of sense at ten o'clock. Well, that's first of all. I think my parent listeners would really want their children to hear this, and the vice versa. They wouldn't really ever want successful people telling their parents that they're sleeping at ten and waking up at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Anupma, I'm always been very curious about this, right? I've like I've read a bit about you, and I've watched a lot of your interviews. Uh, how was this Bollywood kida born in you? That kind of drove you towards journalism. I mean, you know, you write a bit about this in your book as well about how you're grateful that your parents didn't really bother you about the pressures of this job, and they were quite supportive. But yeah, what what actually? I mean, it's great that you're doing this. I absolutely love your work, but it's very difficult for me to imagine. You know, back like even now for someone yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of just like even take up film journalism and you know head. Right, first into it without any major connections in the industry, or for that matter, yeah. anything to that. So, how did these two worlds collide? Like, where did you wrote write about Shole, and you know, being that eight-year-old who watched Shole, and I can't imagine how that would have felt. But uh, I can see where that filmy kida comes. But how did this no, uh, life? No, but translate? actually, you know, so that it wasn't so much that I grew up watching films and I fell in love with films. It wasn't that at all. It was mm-hmm. I, it was completely accidental. Mm-hmm. um you know i i was i graduated from st xavier's college in mumbai and uh, i'm an english literature major and uh, at that time there wasn't much uh, there weren't too many choices you know you went into advertising which was a very the hipper cooler sort of job to do um, mm-hmm. or you taught Uh, mm-hmm. there really weren't many options for english lit majors uh, and it was still a time when of course women were in the workforce but it would have been just as well for me to get married and you know yeah. uh, i mean that would have been seen as okay well, fine i mean there you know we we weren't driven to work in in the way that that i think women now and i don't mean driven in a negative way i mean you want to you know you 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 are ambitious you want to achieve right. you want to work uh, marriage is not the sort of be all and end all of your existence but when i was growing up uh, while it wasn't the be all and end all it was still considered a very very good <laughs> right. option right. you know right. um, but but when i graduated one of my professors uh, suggested that i just work at movie magazine as a lark really as a right. temporary stopgap while i figure out what i really want to do um and and it was that temporary job that turned into a lifelong passion wow it just makes me think so much about you know these accidental opportunities that come your way you really never absolutely. know what shape in your life right? yeah, yeah yeah absolutely it was such a it was not at all a thought out what was thought out was once i knew that i fallen in love then mm-hmm. i said that you know i can't just i can't just be a journalist i have to train right. so right. then i went to northwestern university i got a masters in journalism i worked in new york for a year at harper's bazaar magazine uh, mm-hmm. and then i came back because i knew i was never going to live in america i was always mm-hmm. going to come back because the only thing i wanted to write about was hindi cinema so uh, anupam i'll just come back to the book that you've written a place in my heart it's it's a beautiful read uh, and i would like love all of my readers to read it but i have a very very simple question so generally when you like pick up a book and you you know this is a fiction book this is a short story this is something or the other i was 
kind of stumped when it came to classifying your book. I the the closest I could come was say a memoir, but it it wasn't necessarily one. It's not uh, right. So uh, so how would you describe this book and like what kind of you 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 know when you were writing the acknowledgments, you did put up as not a result of the pandemic, and just before it, you came up with the title, but. what prompted this book i mean it, it's a beautiful one i mean i uh, i discovered some new things and rediscovered some of the older things that i loved about the movies that you mentioned but how how where where would you put this book and where did it come from so it's really kind of a i don't know it's a listicle book isn't it if yeah. there is such a thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> has to be know, in the age of busfeed there has to be something called a listicle book there has to be a listicle book <laughs> correct correct so that's that's essentially what it is and really it came out of my uh, my longing to write again uh, and of course i write all the time i mean i'm mm-hmm. writing all my reviews you know i write out uh, mm-hmm. properly like my reviews before i shoot them for video but uh, it was really a longing to sort of slightly go deeper uh, you know because book writing is is a very uh, different muscle mm-hmm. uh, and it's a muscle that i have not exercised in a very long time uh, mm. because the last book i wrote uh, was uh, i want to say sharuk uh, the the sharuk khan and the seductive world of indian cinema uh, which was you know at what about 15 or 14 years ago uh, and the books that have been published after that have been compilations of my interviews right. and my reviews and my earlier writing uh, right. so those aren't books i wrote uh, mm-hmm. so it really stemmed out of that that i wanted to get back to writing a book um, but you know i've been a digital journalist now for about 8 years and and i'm my attention span is a goldfish you know it's the dory from uh, finding nemo basically uh, so for me to commit to writing straight away a book of 50 60000 words was very intimidating and so yeah. if i could break it down into specific chapters that are only one film it felt more contained it felt like something i could tackle and of course it right. eventually ended up being 50000 words anyway because it's 51 <laughs> entries, entries yeah. uh, but it just felt it felt like i could manage it right right so but but i'm again still a bit curious about why uh, i mean it could have been anything right it could have been writing about stars it could have been specifically just movies it's it's a brilliant mix of you know you speak about a few people who are not necessarily actors right there is something about garan jawhar there's about diljeet who's actor singer everything you have uh, one about your experience in the theaters itself like the dark end theaters yeah. if i'm not wrong that's the title of the chapter yeah. so it's a it, it's yeah. it's a brilliant if slightly odd collection of different uh, things so it is odd right, right. it is odd so, it's, it's right. idiosyncratic isn't it it's just like right. a <laughs> sorry i'm not letting you finish please go on no 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 uh, no my my thought still remains the same what was the core thought behind this book i mean of course the the, so the, the core thought that... no the core thought uh, so that was literally that that people uh-huh. places events that have a place in my heart uh-huh. okay so so it was it was things um, not things things is the wrong word but it was it was aspects of cinema whether it's artists whether it's the movies whether it's actual events that have kind of shaped my career which is over 25 years uh, right. you know and which is why perhaps some people might think it's memoirish but it's definitely not a memoir to mm-hmm. begin with i yeah. don't think my memoir would interest anyone like who gives a shit right uh, but but uh, for me what's interesting is that i've seen uh, because i've worked for mm-hmm. 
almost three decades now, uh, I've seen so much change. I've seen so much evolve. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think those stories are valuable. Uh, right. You know, I don't think that my life story is necessarily valuable to anyone. But I think right. that uh, the culture and the way in the industry changed, the way movies changed, uh, the way our perception of women in film changed, I think right. that is valuable and needed to be recorded. Right. And I, just just off for the record, I think I'll disagree with you when you say your memoir won't be valuable to people. I think I think there are tons of people who would be wishing to read that in, that you. perspective. Uh, but and yeah, I, I agree. Uh, some of, one of the lines which I think you've used twice in the book, which actually stood out to me, was uh, where you mentioned when in your early 90s, you would go to the sets and it would just be you and the hairdresser and the actress's mom and there were the only women on set. And yeah. fast forward to today where like I know a lot of my female friends who actually work on sets, which kind of just yeah. changes this uh, uh, entire perspective. But it's very interesting. You mentioned that you did a master's in literature or uh, your, sorry, a BA in literature. From in journalism. Z- in yeah, Spartan, a BA in literature. Right? Yes. From Xavier's, yes. right? And you have always had this speech to write. You've written a few books. Are you a voracious reader as well? Is that something uh, that uh, feels... You know, so- I used to be, so I was taught, uh, Siddharth, I was privileged enough to be taught mm-hmm. by Eunice D'Souza, uh, right. who was a great, great poet. And, and uh, she was sort of, uh, you know, the, the kind of legend at St. Xavier's in the late 80s. Um, and, you know, she was one of those professors uh, who change your life. Uh, they they instill, instill in you, uh, you know, a kind of a passion, a, a fire. I mean, I remember, uh, and, and of course, she didn't have to do this, but back then, she was showing us sort of art house Russian cinema, because as literature students, uh, it was important that we had a wider perspective. Mm. So I remember seeing... Um, Kozinstev's King Lear, uh, you know, I mean, just just stuff that that you you wouldn't imagine, right? And and she was right. trying to get us to think in expansive ways, to see the world in expansive ways. And right. there, and and she was the first person who actually encouraged me to write. And she used to edit the books page at a newspaper called Indian Post. Um, and I first wrote my first published pieces were while I was still in college um, because I reviewed books for the Indian Post. Um, and um, so basically, yeah. uh, that she instilled in me a great love for reading um, right. and a great love for books, which actually waned when I had my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, parenting and reading <laughs> are very difficult to combine, or at least they were uh, for me. Uh, right. uh, I, I, was, uh, I was really, I, and again, uh, uh, just trying to balance uh, though though I did write the books, I wrote my Shole book when my right. my first child, my son was born, uh, because I thought that that would be a way to balance being a mom, and because I those were hours I controlled, uh, right. and and you know so so uh, but but in the last I would say in the last about two years I have made a very very uh, focused effort at getting back to reading, right. um, so I'm. Uh, my goal right now is two books a month and I managed in January, <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to keep to that. I, because I really, it's, it's very important. I, I need to read more. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it's, and I think that's a grouch most parents have. My parents have, my mother loves to love to read and she had the same grouch that, you know, when parenting happened, kind of took away her time to read in that sense. Yeah. 
right yeah. but, uh, but i'm i'm quite curious about uh, this in particular because you inhabit a world where you're reviewing cinema which is a and you've started from a world where you reviewed books and till a certain point of time you were reading a lot of books and were enamored by it these are two way different forms of art right and they are so contrasting in terms of what they depict like when with cinema you have this limited time and you have the visual medium to show people something while books just let you do so much more if not different what yeah. has been your experience in terms of these contrasting art forms interplaying with each other have you ever felt that you know some of your movie reviews were kind of uh, shaped by what you were reading at that point of time or the uh, the other way around like was your work kind of influencing what you were deriving from what you were reading because at the end of it both yeah. are art forms which are giving you something absolutely no uh, uh, look the the fact that i'm a literature student um i think shapes the way i write massively uh-huh. massively uh, uh uh you know my um uh, the way i write the, the 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 way i try and communicate uh is is i think the foundation for it was definitely put down back in the day when when i i studied english literature uh you know uh and and i think um it 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 continues to kind of inform each other because um i have become a reader of mostly non fiction and mostly movie books so i'm constantly reading about cinema uh, you right. know like i just finished reading a book called audienceology which is mm-hmm. about uh, testing uh, audience testing in america right. and right. how audience testing actually reshapes movies and and there were just incredible stories of Um, very very famous films being recut or having parts endings being changed because the audience responded in a certain way so you right. know when i when i read stuff like that it shapes my sense of the the industry of the craft uh, so right. it's really it's it's constantly cross pollination right. right. uh, you know there's there's constant cross pollination i don't think there's because you know so that with the review um when you watch a film you bring everything to it it's not mm-hmm. ki there's some compartment in your head where this is a right. reviewing part of me and this is the book reading part of me it's all of you right right uh, so everything that you put in is what you bring to a film correct no and it's very interesting that you describe it in this particular manner right that you can't segregate these compartments you in can't. your head when you're you experiencing can't. art and that's how it is right i mean any kind of art form that you're enjoying and what books stand out for you or what cinema stand out for you just stems from who you become as a person over the years but uh before i just uh, move on to a little more questions about the book about books and writing in general i have one question about the world of cinema for you because this is something one of my friends who's just uh, who works in the industry has i know has this grouch and she shared it with me about how her work even though enriching and you know fun for her she's a huge fan buff of hindi cinema in general but she says according to her the knowledge the technical knowledge of how things work or her interaction with the industry have sort of broken the magic of cinema you know something that mm-hmm. some like like if, I, i don't know if you're still able to you you mentioned how you watch k3 your family watches k3g once a year which i think is a tradition for a lot of families including mine but i mean would what, are you still able to enjoy that you know that mall meeting scene after knowing you know how like it's you know 
50 taking 50 times being on sets while interviewing people i know Absolutely. has 30 years kind of uh, broken you or has, i would be no. so glad if you no. post me on this no not at all not at all um, and i think that's the magic of the movies uh, and yeah. that's really the power of storytelling uh, yeah. that no matter and i'm married to a filmmaker so i've seen <laughs> every, every aspect of it there's nothing right. that is um, uh there's nothing that i have some rose tinted glasses about right. uh right. you know i've seen i've seen failure i've seen massive success uh, we've seen it all uh, right. but when i watch a movie uh mm-hmm. it still moves me it still inspires me it still kind of uh, you know because uh, uh, i i i'm so i don't drink i don't smoke uh, my highs are movies you know and and i still get that completely no no um, knowing the process has never taken away the magic i'm so glad to hear that i mean i think that that's very reassuring for i think most people who are listening uh, to this that no because that this directly translates into the writing process as well right i mean for a lot of readers who are aspiring writers as well i think this becomes in like would would this kind of take away from the charm of reading books once you kind of go through an edit process or manuscript submission process whatever but uh, the next thing that i wanted to ask you was uh, you i mean clearly uh, this book is you know uh, uh, there are movies and things that hold a place in your heart but have there been books that kind of i won't ask for your favorite books obviously that i mean i think that's just a cardinal sin but uh, i I still do believe there are books that really impact people right I mean over the years yeah. maybe like yeah. something you read in your teenage or in your college or maybe like the book, two books that you're still reading this month might have been something that's impacting you or shaping you or what you're doing so have there been some books which kind of supreme impact you know the the one that really kind of stayed with me was uh, it's a book called The Power and the Glory by Graham Greene yeah. um and and it's a story of a priest um and at one point he's he's in a jail and he's looking at all these people around him and they're really sort of you know uh, sort of criminals and and they're just like the, it's the dregs of humanity you know surrounding him uh, and yet he thinks to himself and says that uh, he understands that hate is a failure of imagination because if you imagine the other person's circumstance you will understand what led him or her to behave a certain way and you could never hate them and that line and that scene has i read this unice was was the person who told me to read it and um, i've never forgotten it it's just it's just the most brilliant idea uh, and i think perhaps one with that we really need in the world today which is so polarized and so filled with hate that finally if you just put yourself in the other person's shoes and if you imagine their circumstances you can't hate yeah and and that's actually very interesting because i recently spoke to an author who uh she's written a book about forgiveness she'd lost her husband and her daughter in the 2611 attacks she's from america wow. and they were visiting you and she wrote a book about forgiveness and how it works and it's broadly uh, along the same lines which you just spoke about and yeah, yeah and and that the see that's the power of books i guess right i mean this is i think a book you read what way back in the 80s and oh, yeah late right. 80s so yeah. you know more than right. 30 years ago yeah and look at you you're still quoting like the lines from yeah. the book as they were back then right yeah. i mean just yeah. because you read them and they impacted you uh yeah right but uh, so now i want to talk to anupama the writer right i mean so because there are in my experience i've just met two kinds of writers actually three but we'll get to the third one later 
there's one who's you know the typical Ernest Hemingway kind you know or write drunk edit sober let the words flow whenever you want to which is uh, you know as art flows out of you you let it out and there's this other kind which is a lot more disciplined and you have you know a fixed set of hours in a table where you sit and you know process that you follow so which box do you would you put yourself under like you know at that first of all siddharth in in no world am i in the same uh, sort of hemisphere as ernest hemingway i am not at all an artist uh, so there is no art flowing no. out of me uh, i am a, i think of myself more as a worker you know i'm a mazdoor uh, i i uh, <laughs> i love what i do Uh, right. but what i do is what i do is perhaps lead people to other people's art um, right. i would never ever uh, presume to call myself an artist uh, but in terms of just the process uh, my writing it's that early morning and uh-huh. i'm very uh, you know i lost i lost the ability to really write because uh, i spent a long time uh, you know in in like around 2014 is when my my uh, platform film companion uh, was established um, and the same year uh, we took over the reins of the mumbai film festival the jio mami mumbai film festival so i spent about the first 3 or 4 years just putting these two entities into place and i spent a lot of my energy went into being a producer and an enabler right. and a fundraiser and a you know and a sort of a cinema activist rather than a film critic uh, right. and um, and i really felt like about 3 3 years ago i had a massive existential crisis and i was like my god i don't think i can write anymore because it's it's you have to exercise the writing muscle right. every day if you can and i'm not there right. yet uh, i i uh, i try i try to write at least three to four times a week sit down and you know put down 500 words uh, that's my that's my um, happy place <laughs> is if i can get 500 words on the page uh, right. i remember i was at the jaipur Lit- literature festival uh, right. talking to an author who wrote crime novels mm-hmm. and she was like you know when i get to 15000 then i feel like the day was worth it and i was like oh my I god just, <laughs> I, i want to just tullu var pani mein doobna you know <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, but but I I try and and for me right. it is um, it it has to be disciplined. It has right. to be uh, sit down. I I don't have a specific place as mm-hmm. such. Um, right. But but uh, but it's me and my laptop, and and I have to try and do five hundred words. Okay, so first of all, if I can just put your existential crisis to ease, if this helps at all, you are a. very good writer mm-hmm. as someone who's read your like columns and this book as well i can quite safe in that criteria you i mean i agree with the <laughs> exercising you. your writing muscle bit but yeah uh, but uh, just just a slight disagreement on whether your work constitutes art or not because like for me like the way i've been looking at it is i mean curate and this goes beyond what you're doing right it goes to museum curators yeah. or uh, curators of art in general right i think because your that role is so very crucial because in mm. particularly in today's world where there's just this plethora of cinema and art and like otts regional cinema and so yeah. much like reading this book i i absolutely love hindi cinema and some of the regional works that you've described are you know i've just put book, bookmark them as okay these are things that i need to uh, watch because the way you've written about them have made me watch them so i think in that sense it, it, it's an art in itself kind of being able to 
make someone agitated enough if that's the correct word to kind of rush towards a particular art form right okay? thank uh, you thank you but so anupad like i mean you clearly enjoy writing have you ever been you know enamored by like going behind the cameras or like you know just writing a screenplay or dialogues lyricist no. something i mean you've no. been working for 30 years never thought the thought crossed your head never never it's just something that um, i have no talent for at all at all um i love i love to watch movies i love to talk about movies i love to um you know uh, champion movies mm-hmm. uh, i want to stand on my little pulpit and say watch this and watch this and please right. can i point you in that direction but do i want to make movies no somehow um, that has just never interested me i you know the truth is i i of course i don't have the talent uh, but i also perhaps don't have the courage uh, you know it takes a lot of uh, courage to just create work uh, and put it out there for the public to consume um, and and to not know and and you know to never know is it going to work is it not going to work are they going to reject it and you know being like i said being married to a filmmaker i've seen what rejection is like and it's brutal it's not pretty at all because it's public it's immediate it's on the same friday and you've just spent two right. years making that film right, right? Uh, so i think it takes a real uh, spine of steel to mm. be an artist right. uh, and i don't have it i don't have it okay so and if this is not ever also been about being on screen also is it like never that urge or i know No, you know i i trained uh, siddharth as a print journalist okay. which is why i spent the first you know my my uh, my major in northwestern was actually magazine journalism mm-hmm. and i spent about 12 years working with india today magazine yeah. uh, so the on camera only happened because uh, dr pranoy roy and radhika roy summoned yes. me to delhi and said yeah. do you want to do a show do for ndtv and i was like i you know i i was like I don't think I could be on camera. I don't know how to be on camera. And they said, "No, we'll right. train you." And that's what they did. They just trained me into it. Right. Okay. So, so it was only just like a part of your formal training. Never like heading towards the acting side of things, or never. Oh no, a natural no, thing never acting. To not at all. <laughs> never. I would never dare. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm very again. Uh, I'm very curious because. Uh, clearly your works already somewhat maybe not in the same way as you described cinema right i mean you know being tested on fridays obviously that requires that steel uh, spine of yeah, steel that yeah. you described but in a way your works already somewhat tested by the public right i mean even yes right so it it, it i think has to somewhat go beyond that like so because my next thing that i was going to ask you was about fiction books is that something that you've considered ever because no. clearly you're a good writer i mean that's something that i can te- attest to so has and obviously it's not everyone's cup of tea to write both fiction and non fiction i mean it and doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah. always mean that if you're good at one you'll be great at the other but again has sure. that ever been something you've uh, thought of somehow not at all i i think also uh... perhaps because the shadow of my brother vikram chandra looms so large <laughs> how could i possibly yeah. write fiction when he is there <laughs> yeah well i mean that is a tall order i mean that that is yes. something difficult to surpass i guess exactly but, uh, 
but Anupma, that brings us to the uh, end of this interview. And I have just one uh, question before we end this. Uh, what's next in terms of the writing department that's coming from you? What next uh, can we expect? You know, I, I really enjoyed the process of writing this book. And I think it really stretched me uh, as a writer. Uh, mm. I think it kind of... Um, it 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 may it was challenging. It was it didn't come easily. Uh, writing is never easy. I sit in front of that blank computer screen and just you know get the heebie-jeebies. Uh, and so I I want to continue it, uh, but I want to find something that I can love enough for a year mm -hmm. to stay with it. Uh, right. You know, which which a place in my heart was actually it made it easy because. I got to fall in love and talk about 51 things, right? right? So you didn't have to be in love with one thing for the whole year. You could right. just write one movie and then go on to Diljeet Dosanjh right. and then write about Aditya Chopra right. and then something else. Uh, so so for the next thing, like, like, you know, when I worked on the Shah Rukh book, for me, that was, it was such a fascinating story of not just Shah Rukh Khan, but what the rise of Shah Rukh Khan said about Hindi cinema at that time, what it said about about the change in our cultural consciousness at that time. You know, right. why was Shah Rukh the perfect hero mm -hmm. for us to have at that time? So it, it became a sort of wider exploration. So I have to find the next subject that will kind of um, really seduce me. Uh, and then I can just go at it. Here's hoping you find it soon and then we ah, see more, more of more these works coming from your end. And uh, this was fabulous, Anupma. Thank you so much for doing this and joining us today. This was absolutely lovely Thank talking you. to you. Thank you. Thank you, Siddharth. And, and good luck with your, with your show. Uh, all best and wishing you many good books in your life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check us out on all our social media platforms. We are available across all podcasting platforms on YouTube, on Instagram. You can find us at the rate Kitabi Karwan on Instagram or just search Kitabi Karwan on Google or a platform of your choice and you'll find us. We carry out Instagram lives, giveaways, we talk about books, we talk to bibliophiles, talk to authors and basically try and create a reader's world through all of our platforms. Do check us out and don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Thank you.